Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. I've got more. I do have more audio. I want to play more of this audio from Trisha Cotham, um, as well as the uh, the chairman of the uh, sorry chairwoman chairperson the chair the leader the the twenty five year old that's now running the uh, Democratic Party. But I got more to more to do with that topic, so I'll probably push that off until uh, the third hour. There is also this piece I mentioned in the last hour, uh, Colonel Kurt Schlichter over at townhall.com. dot com. Um, the headline on that one is the only way to restore the norms is to finish them off. If you love the rule of law, if you want to bring back our precious norms and hold to our precious principles, then it is time to go full Truman and nuke them till they glow. I note that Japan has not gotten uppity since we tossed them a couple of hot rocks. And that's what we need to do to the left. Mutually assured destruction works. But the mutual part is just as important as the destruction part. When you don't make it mutual, when your sissy rectitude reacts to them wrecking you by whimpering about how hypocritical they are, then it's only us who get destroyed. And that does not work for me. And that's what Cotham has been saying, right? She keeps saying this word hypocrisy. Trisha Cotham keeps saying hypocrisy. And that's what really drove her out of the Democrat Party yesterday. The hypocrisy of it all. Now, folks on the right, like we've seen it for what it is all this time. Yes, they're hypocrites. Absolutely. But here's the thing. The charge of hypocrite carries no purchase any longer in politics. It used to be if you could cite someone's hypocrisy, then that would undermine their credibility. and They would no longer be able to govern. They couldn't win elections if they were known to be a hypocrite. Nobody cares about that any longer. No one cares about that. And so for a long time, the left used those allegations against the right and they would stick and people on the right would then fold, right? They would bend the knee to a a particular candidate or an issue, but it doesn't anymore. None of that works anymore. The charge of hypocrisy doesn't work, doesn't carry purchase. I don't like it, but that's where we are. That's, that is where we are. You can, you can attempt to do better and live better and not be a hypocrite yourself, fantastic, but no, like that's, look, for example, with Donald Trump, right? Yelling and screaming, lock her up, lock her up, lock her up, and now you got the left screaming, lock him up, lock him up, right? And so, oh, not me, though, it's different, right? So you can say, oh, they're being hypocrites. See, aren't the, aren't the lefties hypocrites? Aren't they hypocrites because they were so outraged at the lock her up chants, and now they're chanting it. And, of course, they would say the exact same thing. Oh, you guys used to chant it against Hillary, and uh, and now you're upset that we're chanting it against Trump. But does that move you? Does that argument persuade you? No. Nobody's persuaded by the hypocrisy argument anymore. That's just one example of it. All of the norms and the principles are not there to protect us. So says Kurt Schlichter. He says the norms are protecting them, the left. So let's stop protecting them. 
And what is he talking about? He's talking about weaponizing the judicial system against Democratic officials. Let, I talked about this the other day. Let the indictments flow. For a long time, we had a norm about trying not to prosecute political opponents even when we could. Right? You beat them at the ballot box. But then they got more brazen. And there was no ambiguity about their crimes. They were actual crimes. And they rubbed them in our face. He calls Hillary Clinton the Felonia Millhouse Von Pantsuit, toilet server stuff. Right? The, the, the operation of the, um, of the server, which, by the way, was the smoking gun. The server's existence was the smoking gun there. It wasn't her emails. It was the server. Um, it struck a nerve because so many of us knew what a big deal treating classified materials like her husband treated interns is or was. Like, if we had done that, we'd be charged and in some fed pen converting large rocks into tiny ones. But she did not get charged. That looming doofus James Comey invented a new legal requirement for the statute that never existed before and would never exist if it was us. And there, and then there's the um, first crackhead, right, buying a gun when he's a drug addict. Again, you know that if we lied on Form 4473, the ATF would be swatting us in our cribs. They took the sensible norm of reluctance and they mocked us with it. So let's not do that anymore, huh? Let's not bend over backwards to avoid charging our political enemies with their crimes. And if we have to be creative about the crimes and create some new theories to ensnare our opponents, I guess so be it. Alvin Bragg got creative, right? That's the new rule. Let's see how they like being served up a dose of that kind of legal suppository. Why not? Kurt Schlichter at uh, Town Hall. He goes on a little bit more. Uh, I'll get to in a minute. Let me get to who's this, uh, Josh. I'll get Josh on here. Hello, Josh. Welcome to the program. Hello, Josh. Hey, how's it going, Mr. Callender? Hey, all right. What's up? Yeah, I just wanted to uh, make a valid point about the whole justice system uh, in itself, them using weapon or weaponizing it to, you know, take out their adversaries or um, anything in that nature. Um, I reference back to what you were just saying is a complete abuse of our justice system, and we need to start fighting fire with fire. You know, uh, they have evidence of uh, Hunter Biden's laptop. Mm-hmm. I said it's about time to go ahead and start, you know, putting out warrants for their arrests and stuff like that. Well, I would I would want them to build uh, a case, right? I want I want I want DAs or AGs to have some evidence so it's not just uh, tossed out immediately. Right. Uh, so I, I, if it takes a little bit of time for them to do that. But yes, like I, I and I don't like this idea, but I am of this. I am of a mind. I share I, I share this uh, this feeling with Kurt Schlichter. Like I, I, I don't know any other way to, to stop them from doing these types of things. I mean, when we saw what the indictment was and there's no underlying crime even listed in the indictment like that's. This is this is gross abuse, and I don't know how you get them to stop, except to turn the weapons against them. Mutually assured destruction. And I say too, uh, it, it's leading us into a direction we don't want to go to totalitarianism or uh, dictatorship, and you know it's re- it's really scary. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because here's the thing: there's no guarantee that once the weapons are 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 turned against those that are using them now, and everybody is engaging in this stuff, there's no guarantee that there's an off ramp for all of us. 
That's why. I agree. Yeah, like I, 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 I am very concerned about that. But I don't know any other way to stop these kinds of abuses from from being implemented. You know. Um, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And with that being said, though, it, it it's just time to start fighting fire with fire, and maybe you know they'll calm down a little bit, or you know maybe they'll just end up in all, all out. Everybody gets arrested, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, look, I'm I, I'm I'm waiting on uh, impeachment charges to get filed against Biden. Why not? Right. I mean, like there aren't the norms were blown up. I didn't blow them up. The norms have been blown up, and so these are now the the rules. And so if these are the new rules, these are the new norms. Then you've got to operate, you know, just like with the ballot harvesting stuff, right? You got to you, you got to uh, engage in the fight on the terms uh, with with which we are dealing, and these are the terms. So totally agree. Thank yeah. you for your time. Hi, buddy. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate the call. Um, to that point, New York Post has a write up. Um, according to Congressman James Comer, there are at least two Republican DAs that want to prosecute the Bidens. At least two. Local GOP prosecutors are looking at ways to charge President Biden and his family in the wake of the Manhattan DA's prosecution of former President Trump. That, according to James Comer, who is the chairman of the House Oversight Committee. Uh, He said, quote, I had two calls yesterday, one from a county attorney in Kentucky and one from a county attorney in Tennessee. They were Republican, obviously. Both states are heavily Republican, and they want to know if there are ways that they can go after the Bidens now. Do it. Do it. And I'm sorry, but do it. I, I don't know any I don't know I, I don't know any other way to make you folks on the left listen and to stop doing what you're doing and behaving the way you're behaving. Trisha Cotham literally walked away from the party yesterday. And you proceeded to engage in the very behavior that drove her out. You just amped it up. And now you're directing fire on other members of the Democrat Party, too. So I don't know. I don't know how to make these. I don't know. I don't know how to make you stop. Except to make you feel the pain, too. Right. All right. Now, you've heard me talk about them. Old Grouch's military surplus. They're expanding with more ways to get your hands on authentic U.S. military surplus items. Go to oldgrouch.com. Check out the links for the online auctions for rare finds and the vintage shop. Unique, really cool items from modern tactical gear to historical collectibles. Tim at Old Grouch's is always finding new stuff. When I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic, my first advertiser was Old Grouch's. If you enjoy the show and derive any value from it, I'm hoping that you will consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible. Lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor. There really is something for everyone at Old Grouch's Military Surplus in beautiful downtown Clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. I got a a message here from Stan to the email. The left has never been hypocritical as they've always felt the way that they're showing us today. They were just selling it to us in small doses, which we swallowed. There have never been any Good old liberals, and thus the reason the hypocrisy argument no longer works is that enough people realized it. They're now in the position of having to convince us intellectually that their point of view is correct and realize they cannot, so that is why they are changing the systemic norms. That is from Stan. Um, Let me go over here to Bob and welcome him to the program. Hello, Bob. Welcome. Hey, Pete. Thanks for taking my call. Certainly. Yeah, I'd like to add to your statement about, you know, the hypocrisy, how hypocrisy doesn't matter anymore. You know, I 
I, I take it even further that facts don't matter anymore. Mm. You know, it just depends on you know which website you're at and which which politics that web particular website you know leans towards. You know, polit. I mean, you know, will will I, I love the idea of dropping the nuclear bomb. You know, is the nuclear bomb? My question to you would, to you would be: Is the nuclear bomb a, a term limit? I don't know. Mm. You know. Uh, what would be the nuclear bomb? Indictments and impeachments. For now, because that, that's the, these are the weapons that that that's fire with fire, right? To me. Yeah, but, but if I'm left and you're right, then yeah. your impeachments are are don't mean anything to me because right. it's all lies. Right. You know, it's all lies, and 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 that just goes to show that that side is, you know, uh, they're so hypocritical. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so I just don't know that. Uh, Right. So do you so the question then is, do we want to be in a place where everybody's president uh, from now until, you know, forever, uh, that every president going forward will always be impeached? They'll always now whether they get convicted and tossed from office or something is different. But will they all get articles of impeachment uh, fi- uh, filed against them and then ratified by the House? And what will, it will become um, it will just become a standard. Right. It, it, that will be the norm. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I, I get it. I mean, tongue in cheek, you know, I thought once you get elected, you're untouchable. <laughs> well, maybe not. And look, maybe this is maybe maybe this ushers in a uh, system where every president should expect to be indicted or impeached. And then maybe we actually get I don't know, maybe there's an upside to that. Right. Maybe maybe people would behave better or something. I don't know. Or maybe it, I mean, it maybe just defines deviancy down. And then everybody is like, Oh, well I'm impeached just like every other president. And so it's no big deal. Right. Right. And, and, and I think that's where we are, haven't we already gotten to that? Well, we, uh, yeah. I mean, and that's the problem with what the Democrats did with Trump is that what should be a, you know, a stain. That's why they did it. Right. They wanted, they want to stain yeah. his right. legacy. Amen. Right. I and, guess. The people who love Trump, though, the Trump voters, and st- even a lot of people in the Republican Party who may not even be big fans of Trump, they don't see it as a stain because of the way it was done and what the what the charges, quote unquote, were. And so they're especially with the, the Ukrainian phone call one like that's it was so obviously bad and, and partisan and political that it doesn't it doesn't have the weight that it should. So they basically demeaned that they devalued the uh the the charge of impeachment so okay if that's what we're going to live under now this new norm then impeach everybody well and 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 i'll even ask you you know i can't think of in recent history name one senator or one representative that that, that's gone to jail recently Mm. and they're Uh, all criminals yeah blagojevich would be like the that's the most recent one i can think of that was what? How long ago was that? Yeah, I mean that was over Obama's Senate seat. So, oh eight. <laughs> yeah, and that's my point. Yeah, is, you know, is that it's, it's anyway. I hate to yeah. sound like a bummer. I hate to sound like a bummer. <laughs> it's, it's all a bummer. Yeah. Well, look, this is a bit. I think that uh, the ability that we have to 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 talk it through and see the different angles on it, I think there is value in that. Um, are we changing the world here? Yes. Uh, but probably not really. Um, so, Bob, I do appreciate the call. I mean, I think there is value, though, to it. <laughs> I think there's value to the discussions. Um, and it's frustration. That's And this is at the heart of the whole discussion about, you know, national divorce and secession and creating different countries and all that. 
It's, it's, it's all born out of frustration. Uh, Travis, welcome to the show. Hey, Travis, how are you? Hey, Pete. Thanks for having me on. Sure. Uh, as I was sitting here listening to you talk about using indictments and you know the nuclear bomb, uh, the first thing that came to mind was Michael Sussman and Igor Danchenko, both of whom were indicted by John Durham, both of whom were acquitted. Mm. And I, as I was sitting here waiting, because I told the screener that's what I was thinking, mm-hmm. and as I was waiting uh, to come off a hold, I thought, I don't just want to be the guy who says it's all useless, it's all hopeless. So if I think of this as a narrative issue, um, and think that you know the reason we can't win these court cases when they come forward, or we can't stop losing court cases, uh, is narrative. Um, maybe the issue is okay. So take January six, right? I think it's very likely that students are going to know about the January six uprising, riot, whatever, but they won't know about the twenty twenty riots. So we need to take over the history curriculum and teach people. We can call this the era of confusion and have kids write down what were the characteristics of the era of confusion. <laughs> yeah. We need to start Well, this we, is we need to start shaping the narrative. This and is that's how we win long term. I don't think if indictments were gonna work, Sussman would be in jail because I felt like the case was so overwhelming against him. Oh sure. I have but no we, idea how he won. Well, the venue. Yeah. Well, the, and this, and this is why this stuff. I mean, there's a reason why it was a Manhattan district attorney that brought the charges against Trump, right? And this is why you've got two local county prosecutors, one out of uh, Kentucky and one out of Tennessee, who are now exploring indictments against the Biden family, right? So, because this is what the left has now opened up. What Bragg has opened up is this, you know, you pick the venue. If you can find a DA in a, in a red state, red county, and you can press charges, you can, you, you can indict a ham sandwich, so let's go ahead and do it. And, and haul these people down to these red states and start putting them on trial. I mean, that's what you did to Trump. So, like, and that, he's going to have difficulty getting a fair trial up in New York. If the DA of, I don't know, say Knox County, indicts Hunter Biden. Mm-hmm. You think Hunter Biden even shows up for arraignment? Well, then you would extradite him. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, this is, I mean, but this is what the weaponization of the judicial system is, is, that this is what it looks like. And it's, it is terrifying. But this is where we are. And I didn't ask to be here, but I, like, I recognize my surroundings. I know where I am, and this is where we are. Travis, I, I appreciate the call. Um, and I, I agree with you about the narratives. That's what Chris Rufo was talking about doing and is doing with the curriculum wars going on um, and what DeSantis putting him in charge of, what is it, the new college or whatever down in Florida. That's part of that effort. All right. Now, given the state of affairs in our country and the world, are you asking yourself whether you're prepared for an emergency? I actually get asked this a lot. My answer, start at Carolina Readiness Supply, 2,000 square feet of supplies, the full line of Augustine Farms and Mountain House Foods, books, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, camping and hiking supplies. Being prepared is just smart. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing or somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help. In Waynesville and online at CarolinaReadiness.com, get tickets to the Heritage Life Skills event also. Make a day trip to the mountains and return home fully prepared. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? 
uh, Animal Care and Control. Uh, they will be closed um, t- t- tomorrow for Good Friday, but uh, they are in need of help. So uh, they are completely full, and uh, they need adopters, fosters, and staycations. They need it today, if you can help. All righty, let me go over here and get Craig on next. Hey, Craig, welcome to the program. How are you? Hey, thank you, Pete, for having me sure. on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just love comedy, and uh, watching the news today, um, it is comedy. (laughs) (laughs) But I did see uh, uh, George Carlin, back in the day, did a stream about uh, what to do with Mexico. Mm. And his uh, concept was, uh, let's just uh, take over Mexico, Mm -hmm. go all the way down to the Panama Canal, take the whole thing over, Mm -hmm. fix it up, and then sell it to the Chinese. (laughs) Why not? Well, you know, laughing because, you know, you saw some of the reports on the news that uh, they were talking about taking the military and taking out the cartel. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, you know, one concept, but uh, take the wall down, take over Mexico, go all the way down to the Panama Canal, and put a fence up there. Yeah, it's a much shorter distance. And there's already water, so it's like a moat. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah, I um, like it. I think uh, Trump would probably be the only president that might be able to pull that off um i don't know i'm not sure because he him not wanting to go into uh foreign wars and all i'm not sure I, i'm not sure he would uh, like you now get yourself like a george w bush neocon like that might be something but then they would lose the cheap labor if we took it over and i would not be on board with selling it to china I don't want China on our doorstep like that. True, true, true. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm with you on that. Yeah, but maybe uh, some other buyer. I mean, if there's another buyer out there, you know, I'd be open to well, uh, take offers. Yeah. We'll, we'll <laughs> put it on the market. Right. Oh, an uh, eBay. It, do an eBay. It, you know, just... appraisal. Yeah, yeah. We do an eBay kind of thing, but you're not allowed to bid if you're like Iran, North Korea, China, you know, the baddies. Right. Russia. Right. No, you're not allowed. Oh, we could. How about this? Ukraine. We can give it to Ukraine. We could sell it like, and so you, so Ukraine can basically move. They can pick up and move uh, to Mexico. They can have a chunk of uh, Mexico, and we can call it New Ukraine or New Ukraine. We can call it, and uh, this way, uh, and that ends the war over there. We call it Mexicraine. Mexicraine. I like it. Yeah. Why not? All right. Uh, inter- I'm thinking about what the color of the flags might be. Greg, I appreciate the call. That's what we do here. We uh, we solve. The world's problems, like we just solved the Ukraine, uh, uh, the Ukraine war, right? Uh, and uh, what else? We also solved um, immigration, and uh, we solved uh, border security and fentanyl, all in one fell swoop. Not bad for a day's work here, Jimmy. Welcome to the show. Hello, Jimmy. Hey there, Pete. Hey, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty good. Uh, we need to start doing like the the, the legislature in Tennessee. The, those three Democrats letting those protesters in, and guess what? They're about to lose their seats. Yeah. No, and that, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Like, if you're going to push the boundaries of civil society to disorder, then, okay, I'm your Huckleberry. Let's go. There you go. 
Yeah, uh, you know. And, you know, Joe was down here in South Carolina. I think he was, you know, I think it was about maybe about two months ago. Mm-hmm. He was down in Hilton Head. And, yeah. you know, the crackhead son was with him. Guess what? You sure? You, I'm sure that crackhead son did some kind of crack or some, you know, some crack dealer down in you know, near Hilton Head somewhere. Hey, just start skinning everything. See, see, can they pick his buyer up, his drug dealer up, and go ahead and just, just, just go ahead and just drag him down here? No, he's not. Look, he's not going local for that kind of stuff. We all know, like that's. We all know, like the CIA. They were running all the crack cocaine, so they're probably his supplier now. They probably just like follow him around. They got his stash, you know, some CIA agent. <laughs> Jimmy, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, he's not. They're not going to risk him going out on the streets, the mean streets of Hilton Head. Uh, they're not going to risk that kind of. I mean, because what somebody snaps a picture of him, like, like Hunter. As he is known to do, he'll snap pictures of himself. You know, just this too much downside. Yeah. Um. I mean, we are joking, but we are also serious here. In that, there are two, according to James Comer, congressman, uh, who is uh, from Kentucky. Yeah, he's from Kentucky, and uh, he is the chairman of the House Oversight Committee. And he said he's received two calls from. Local DAs, one in Kentucky and another in Tennessee, and they want to know if there are ways that they can go after the Biden family now. Now that we've seen Alvin Bragg and the way he went after Donald Trump, um, why not? Comer is leading a House Republican investigation into Joe Biden's role in his family's international business dealings in countries like China and Ukraine. The lawmaker's staff recently reviewed suspicious activity reports filed by banks to the Treasury Department regarding possible criminal activity by the Biden family. There are a number of possible legal theories under which President Biden and his relatives could face non-federal criminal charges. After Bragg... A Democrat unfurled a novel legal theory to charge Trump. President Biden is already under federal investigation by special counsel Robert Hur, brother of Ben, I believe, for his alleged mishandling of classified documents dating to his vice presidency and Senate tenure. Biden also repeatedly involved himself in his son Hunter and brother James's foreign business relations during and after his eight years as vice president which are also a focus of a federal criminal investigation into Hunter Biden. The first son, 53 years old. <laughs> it just sounds wrong. The first son, it's the son. Yeah. 53 years old. Has for years been under investigation by the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware for tax fraud, money laundering, illegal foreign lobbying, and lying about his drug use on a gun purchase form. Hunter wrote in communications retrieved from his former laptop that he handed over uh, as much as Half, oh, sorry. Hunter wrote in communications retrieved from his former laptop that he handed over as much as half of his income to his dad. The FBI has been in possession of the laptop since December of 2019. Mike Davis, a former chief counsel for nominations on the Senate Judiciary Committee and president of the Article 3 project, floated legal theories for possible prosecutions. He says, I think our Republican attorneys general and district attorneys should get creative. 
You just need probable cause. A grand jury can indict a ham sandwich. We just saw that in New York. And the Bidens actually committed real crimes. These are real crimes that the Bidens committed. There's smoking gun evidence that the Bidens were corruptly and illegally on Chinese and Ukrainian oligarchs' payrolls. Davis pointed to Hunter and James Biden's partnership with CEFC, Chinese Energy Company, in 2017 and 2018, which also allegedly involved Joe Biden. He said these are grounds for the charges that you can pursue. There was an email uh, in October of 2017 that identifies Joe as a participant in a call about CEFC's attempt to buy U.S. natural gas, an effort that appears to have had corporate links to both Louisiana and Texas. And those states, my friends, have some Republicans in charge of the judiciary. Right, so you're doing a gas deal in Texas. We're going to come after you now. Let the indictments flow. Hello, Stan. Welcome to the program, Stan. What's going on? Hey, Pete. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. What's up? Well, you know, (laughs) I love your show, but you're preaching to the choir. (laughs) Unfortunately, until we get control of what I'll call the fifth estate, uh, your message is, is not going to the right ears. I mean, people that listen to your show, including myself, and I listen every day, and I love Brett Winterville as follows you up but my neighbors don't do that they watch nbc cbs Mm -hmm. you know and now i've even seen the local networks especially when this thing came up yesterday about trish and her switching parties Mm -hmm. cnc wcnc you know soc the the even the queen city which used to be a fox affiliate yeah you know they don't talk about the history of the thing i tried to google I wanted to see how many Democrats had, uh, or how many Republicans had switched to Democrat. Because you mentioned something on your show yesterday mm-hmm. about the Jim Black affair and all that. You can't find anything on that. If you Google something, it brings up CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, the Washington Post, NPR. You can't find anything. Yeah, that's I mean, why I don't use. Yeah, I don't use Google. Um... I don't. Yeah, I some like I my all my browsers on my laptop, my PC is Brave. That's the browser I use, and their default search engine is DuckDuckGo. Yeah, and I and I agree with you. But how many people really do that? Right. No. And but th- so this is this is where you come in, Stan. Is that um, you, armed with the brilliant analysis and information that I provide, and Brett provides, and we all do here on WBT. Right, we arm uh-huh. you with this data and information and these arguments. So when you are chatting with your neighbor, um, you are able to offer up some of this stuff because that's what I mean. That's that really is uh, how you are more likely to persuade people. It's it's in the one on one conversations, right? Where there's not an audience. You know, you're not here. Let me sit you down and force you to listen to Pete's show. Which you know, I mean, that would be torture, but. The you know the idea is that the, you have a relationship with this person, and if if it just comes up organically, you're able to then you know in a, in a friendly sort of way offer a different perspective, a different idea, new information that they may not have had. Uh, well, if they're, if they're willing to listen, but generally, sure, <laughs> right. Unfortunately, and the other big issue I see is until we get our electoral process straightened out, the demographics 
we're never going to win another election nationally. I mean, you know. Yeah, right? well, for president. Yeah, I mean, this is a problem unless for, for, unless the Republicans figure out a way to change the message. And, 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 well, yeah, and to and to start attracting different kinds of voters, but also taking advantage of Democrats repelling voters. And that's why I think the Trisha Cotham story has gotten so big um, is because it is exposing uh, the Democratic Party uh, and these elements inside the party for what they are. And she's like, it, like, it's proof that like we know this stuff. We know that, you know, they, they say these things about people and they target people and they're nasty because it's been directed at us. And but now here's one of them saying, I'm done for these reasons. I'm out, you know? Well, and unfortunately, then you hear what you were talking about earlier today, all the rumor mill stuff yeah. goes around that she was paid off and she slept her way to the top. Right. All that BS. Yeah, it couldn't possibly you know. be anything that they did. Of course not. No, they're they're, they're not, not to blame. <laughs> Even though she's blaming, like she literally says, here are the reasons why. And they're like, oh, no, no, that can't be it. You you obviously are paid off. Like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 lastly, and also in this election thing, I mean, until we get voter ID nationally, until we get control of this mail-in voting, mail-in voting is okay under certain circumstances. It's like the old absentee ballot. Mm-hmm. When you were sick, you were out of the country, you were in the military, you needed that. But to just mail out right. ballots like yeah. California does? Yeah, it's absurd. Yeah, it's it's, it's absurd. Crazy. And the ballot harvesting uh, uh, operations, it's, it, is, it is designed to do exactly what it is doing, which is to manufacture votes. Yeah. And so, yep. yeah, well, they, yeah, we and and but luckily you're seeing pushback on this. You're seeing laws getting changed and there is no pandemic this time around. So, you know, that should, you know, fingers crossed that should help. Stan, I appreciate the call. Good to talk with you, sir. Appreciate it. Um, Jason says, not sure if this mutually assured destruction is going to work. It might feel good, I admit, but I think there's a fundamental issue. Uh, we people who are more conservative in nature have learned that terrible things have happened. And that is due to power in the institutions. We learned we should disseminate the power or eliminate it altogether. But too many on the left saw the terrible things in the past and learned that it wasn't the power uh, that was the problem, but where the power was directed. If we turn this around, they will just turn it back around in other ways. I'm not sure there's an easy answer to any of this. The left believe they are so right and righteous in their rightness that they can do and say anything necessary to get the goodness they believe that can be achieved completed. But that opens the door for them to be terrible human beings. <laughs> Sorry the email was so long. Uh, Jason. No, look, I get it. There's I don't like I don't like this approach either, but I'm at a loss as for an, an alternative.